0: This is Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast with your hosts, Brandon Spinner, Michael Burns and Kyle Rowe. Hello and welcome into episode eight of Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast. I am Brandon alongside, as always, Michael and Kyle it is a new day, guys. The World Series is over. No more baseball for a hundred no. days. And something different. Michael, you're on assignment. You're out. Where are you at? I'm I'm on location, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We got Michael Burns here out in the field. We are in South Carolina, Columbia, to be exact, doing some business. Uh, Happened to be a nice spot for bourbon shopping, though. I did score a bottle of Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond for uh, MSRP. It was a nice score for me tonight. We'll see if I can get lucky again tomorrow night. Back to you, Brandon.
0: I will rate that as a 6 out of a 10 on the reporter scale, but we're working on it. It's kind it reminds of, me of work, on. and we're not at work. <laughs> yeah, come we on. deal with reporters every day here, Michael. Kyle, how you doing today, man? I'm all right, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, kind of trying to figure out what to do with myself because baseball is over, but it was a beautiful day here in Cincinnati. Uh, we've got a couple of nice days coming up, and then winter's really going to set up here. Uh, mm-hmm. So enjoy the uh, southeast there, Mikey, because we're going to get cold here soon. Um, uh, what you doing Let's in South Carolina? Back. Work, work, work trip. Yeah, work.
1: Work, work, trip. Work, 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 work. It's a nicer work spot than I've been before, rather than yeah. in the middle of a desert or somewhere.
0: Yeah. Uh, but you went bourbon hunting. Anything cool other than the Heaven Hill you found?
1: <laughs> yes. So. The third shop I walked into did have uh, Knob Creek 18, and so it didn't have a price on it. It was just on the shelf on the top.
0: Yeah, and so you know, I asked much. the guy.
1: This it was this was a hole in the wall. Yeah, uh, and so I asked the guy, hey, how much is all?" I'll, I'll have to check. So he comes back and goes, oh, got it listed for $500. i will give it to you for 400 <laughs> It's Like, okay. And so he goes, yeah, it's a one-time release. I've never done it before. I was like, gotcha, yep. That's pretty cool, man. And I walked out. <laughs>
0: I know it's only 180 bucks or close to that. Uh,
1: 500. Yeah, come on. He must have just pulled that number out of his ass.
0: Hold on. (laughs) And he
1: he tried to act like he was trying to give me a deal at 400. 500, but I'll give it to you more than 200. Am I getting two of them at 400? Yeah. I mean, I'll do that.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I still don't know if I would do that. Yeah. But...
1: Okay. Yeah, it's true. Okay, well.
0: <laughs> That's pushing it. It was closer. Uh, Kyle, how was your weekend, man?
2: Good. Celebrated baby girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she turned two, and uh, caught in some baseball. So all was good. 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 Uh... Except the Astros won. <laughs> we don't have to talk about it, but. <laughs> Okay. I guess we do because that's our podcast. I, I
0: think our, our our sponsor is a big, big Astros fan, so we probably got to cut that out. So remember, at about three minutes into the segment, we got to clip the uh, the Astros. Boost smack the talk. <laughs> Boost the audio. Well, as again, welcome into barrels and barrels of bourbon and baseball podcast. Just want to give all of all of you a big shout out who continue to listen week after week. Our numbers continue to look great so thank you to each and one every one of you who chimes in uh on instagram on those reviews and again please rate and review us five stars if at all possible if it's not five stars just leave it in the comments that it's not five stars and please rate us five stars and <laughs> make sure to subscribe to the podcast you can find us on YouTube as well we're going to be putting out a lot more video content uh, coming up here in the next couple of weeks
1: so and just cuz baseball's dead we're going to have reviews of free agent signings mm-hmm. and team team reviews and outlooks uh, the off season is just well, as busy sometimes as
0: maybe fun. as busy as a regular season or playoffs. Um, So we've got a lot coming out and coming down the road. So keep an eye out and don't forget to follow us on all those social media platforms. We usually shout out our listeners. That was just one kind of big wrap up of a shout out for listeners. But one listener stands out amongst the others just because he has probably been the most consistent about reaching out, talking to us about each and every episode. And he sent the first show gift um a big thank you to ben uh, also known as bourbon in the Burrow. he's out in Springboro, iowa he sent us two samples michael and i kyle got um nothing because he doesn't drink jack right? squat <laughs> and that's how it should be start drinking the juice or what did you call it the sauce, the sauce. and uh and you might uh start to get get what you want but um Yeah. So a big shout out to him. We're doing a blind tasting this week for our bourbon or whiskey review. I don't know what it is. So it could be a whiskey review. could be a bourbon review. Uh, We'll find out.
1: Yeah. So Ben, you might see that mine's labeled blue. I did relabel it for uh, TSA when they found it in my bag. I thought it'd be questionable if they found smoke show. Is is that what yours said, Brandon? Yeah. Yeah, if it said Smoke Show and they found a little vial in my bag, I thought it might have been questionable, so I did relabel it Bourbon for podcast.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm upset that you didn't use any of Brandon and I's suggestions for your label.
0: Well, he should have left it as Smoke Show because that's just like the chick sitting in the bed behind him right now, a Smoke Show <laughs> in his hotel room. <laughs> Sorry, Angie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but why am I still
1: laughing about that? Let's go. Come on, let's give it
0: it was funny everybody else is laughing you can already and he, hear the listeners and he
2: didn't like, handle it like a true husband he's like no Angie I love you he's just more like I'm going to hire <laughs>
0: <laughs> for those of you who aren't watching on YouTube Kyle just imitated Michael who kind of just hovered over the bed in his camera <laughs> but of course a big shout out to Ben at Bourbon in the Borough so we're going to crack this open uh michael uh you got yours through tsa so i wonder if the pressure changed everything for you but you're hey
1: they don't age bourbon in the air they've got it by ocean with Jefferson's ocean you know i think we
0: could try something it's colder up there though so that would mean it wouldn't expand as much you might have to like fly it into the desert for a couple of weeks and then fly to the north pole back and forth and here's another thing. Michael's gonna be drinking this out of a paper cup. Is that what that <laughs> yes, is? I was just about to
1: say, I didn't bring my glass and my fancy carrying case. So I'm I am i am so,
0: so Ooh, this disappointed is a good in myself. One. It smells fantastic. Um
1: It's burning through the paper cup.
0: <laughs> it's fire. Sure, I'm just gonna pour this whole thing. I have a feeling I know what this is already, but
2: Oh, you're sniffing. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to the Florence Yalls. That's right, Frontier League team here in northern Kentucky, who, as my post said, follow me bnb underscore roads. Sick content over there. Just kidding. Um, Dress up like our mascot, get a free bobblehead. For Halloween, right? Yeah, strictly on Halloween. (laughs) So, (laughs) I love me a bobblehead.
1: No, it was just a snip.
2: <laughs> so I dressed up like their mascot. They sent me the bobblehead. Love that team. Excited to do some things with them next season.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, again, as Kyle mentioned, they're an independent league baseball team here. Uh, they play a lot of different teams all across the country. I know there's a couple out of the Chicago suburbs that they play. Um, actually, the voice in our intro, uh, Andy Bellison, he was the voice of the Chicago team in that league. So a lot of ties here all across the, uh, the country. So cool stuff there. Big shout out to the y'alls. Uh, go check out Kyle's Instagram page of the picture of him as the bobblehead doll. It is hilarious. Or, <laughs> or, or, so to put this in perspective, for those of you who have no idea, in Florence, there is a water tower that says Florence Y'all, and that is where the team gets its name. And their mascot is the water tower. So that is what Kyle dressed up as. Kyle, can you describe it head to toe? Uh, phallic. <laughs> um, so <Sorry>, what? <laughs> it's, it's
2: a water tower, uh, white with red pinwheels, I guess, pinstripes. And uh, that's their mascot. The head is the top of the water tower, and it's got a face on it. Yeah. Fantastic. It,
1: i can picture it right you might i
0: can totally picture it, it uh it's got a red and white um coloring to it uh um.
2: <laughs> heads round but like more not a sphere but wide mushroom on. i mean you've yeah you've seen a water tower you know what a water tower looks like or do they not have those in alabama
0: they they certainly do <laughs> okay so michael what are you getting on this
1: It's hard to get a nose out of a freaking paper cup, but that's why I keep coughing because I'm trying to really swirl it and get a big, you know.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But on the the taste, the palate, I I, I immediately feel like it's Tennessee whiskey from Lynchburg.
0: Mm. That's good. That's fantastic. It's higher proof. Um, I I was from the nose I was getting a, a weeded um, a weeded nose. Uh, mm. Right off the top I got fruit um, a little bit of cherry. It's got a sweet smell to me.
1: It does finish sweeter like cherry like you just said that's exactly what I was gonna say it finishes that way on the on the very front my first thought on the front when I first sipped it was Jack Daniels. I was like, before I could feel anything else, I was like, is this Koi Hill? Maybe? Injecting as Koi Hill? If it's a you know, smoke show, You know, high proof?
0: Dude, oh, this is incredible. Big thank you to Ben. Um, I've got Cherry. A little. <sighs> It's like a mix of maple and creme brulee to me. Uh, I don't know if you're pulling some of that. It's probably out of a paper cup. It's I'm kind I of
1: I get a lot of the finish. I'm able to get the nose. I don't. I I'm struggling with on a paper cup.
2: That is. People in the room next door are like, "Why does this guy keep sniffing?"
1: <laughs> Y'all got any more of that?
0: <laughs> so I've got cherries and sweet. With The nose I've got cherry wood flavoring creme brulee. Uh, no, no shot to anybody that we have um, already rated, but this one's already uh, probably the best one we've had so far.
1: There's something floating in my paper cup.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How come you didn't bring a Glen Karen?
1: I actually picked one, picked one out, I'm pretty sure I didn't. I actually I remember grabbing one and I just forgot to put it in my fancy carrying case, my barrel parent carrying case number I have.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh man,
1: is it a, is it finished or it's gonna? No. Be, I think it's you don't think so. I don't
0: think so. Not to me. This is riveting. Uh... Audio here. (laughs) We're (laughs) sniffing and drinking. (laughs) Mm, 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 That Kentucky chew.
1: I don't think it's weeded, though.
0: The, the, The nose, to me, was wheat. That's at first. But I got, like, cinnamon. It's like a cherry cinnamon creme brulee mixture. The finish is fantastic. The
1: finish, I get that creme brulee. I get cherry... That, then finishing into that creme brulee, it, it lingers well. Of that, it's not a spicy oaky linger mm. at all. I don't get a lot. Of, I get oak on the front, into a cherry, into a creme brulee.
0: It coats the mouth well. It's, it's not thin, it's not oily. It's probably like the most perfect consistency.
1: Uh, Oops, so let me check out my color. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so it is. So Michael's in a paper cup. I would say. <laughs> It's got a reddish tint to it. It's very dark in my mind. I mean
1: That's that's why I wanna think it's finished. And maybe like a in a sherry cask like one of our other samples we have.
0: I'm gonna guess Ben wouldn't send us a finished drink. I
1: Hey if he, hey, if he thought it was dope, man.
0: True. You wouldn't
1: True, you talking with a in your mouth?
0: Mm-hmm. I almost get like a uh, s'moresy taste to it, too.
1: All right. So you want to guess the proof?
0: I think it's like 120, 125.
1: I don't get that. Maybe one.
0: I think it's 120.
2: Michael.
1: Please hold.
0: (laughs) So while Michael's... It's
1: not up there, no. It's not that high. I want to say it's like 114. 114,
2: 118. Are we doing over or under?
0: Well, if we're going to do what over is... or under, I'm going to do 108.
2: Dick. <laughs> for, for the people listening at home, I have a picture of the bottle. So Kyle knows what Everything this is. off the bottle, yes.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to – Ben, you said what, 120, 125?
0: Uh, I'm going to say 114. You just because we
1: just because Kyle mentioned over under, you completely changed. Yep. You were, we didn't talk about,
2: we didn't talk about are we playing a game here? Like,
1: we're, we were just talking, and all of a sudden it got competitive. and Brandon had to play the price is right.
0: Well, <laughs> okay, Kyle made it the price is right, he went the At over. The end, under we're then. gonna spin the wheel. Uh, no, I'm gonna say 118 one eighteen right, i'll
1: go with one fourteen i'll go with one seventeen no okay. <laughs> I'll, go. <laughs> I'll go with i'm, I'm about one fourteen i don't i don't i don't think Man. it's real this is my first i didn't build up at all with anything else and this didn't hit too high i had I, a
0: poor eagle rare earlier
1: i had an i p a
2: At dinner <laughs> yeah. um and I had some water.
0: So before we get into what this is, what would you rate it? I know I think your rating's probably going to be tainted.
1: I think I'll notice it. There, yeah, because it's, of the... fin- it's finished. It's finished.
0: <laughs> You're drinking out of a paper cup. It's finished with a paper cup
1: <laughs> <laughs> with pl- paper coating there. I'm. You... I'm not a big finished bourbon fan.
0: I would drink this all day. I...
1: I think it's a, it is a. good because like a uh, barrel dovetail is too much for me. And I. this is what this reminds me of is barrel dovetail. It could be barrel dovetail. Actually, no. Barrel dovetail is much fruitier. This is less fruity. It's a good fruity side, but it's not as heavy as mm-hmm. the dovetail is. Um, I couldn't – I don't know what this would be.
0: <laughs> if we have any listeners still left after we just spent 15 minutes talking and chewing on this uh, – As I asked, I'm going to rate this. Can we go with our first Hall of Famer? I don't know. You
1: think it's a Hall of Famer? Really?
0: I would drink this any day, all day. I would smash this.
1: I think it's finished. I think I'm still like a, at most, an everyday player.
0: (laughs) You're drinking it out of a paper cup. (laughs)
1: You were the one drinking
0: out of a little dugout nug. Dugout, yeah. When it was Kennedy, I'm fine. I'm going with all star, borderline Hall of Famer on this one.
1: All right, all right,
0: all right, Kyle. What do we got?
2: What do you want to know? Well, I know what it is. You know what my guess guess is? My guess
0: is it's something. uh, My first thought was William Larue Weller. That was my guess. If I just wear a
1: WLW and everyday player at most, yeah. then I just need to quit beat bourbon reviews. Kyle, what no. do we got?
2: So it's 105 proof. Okay. It is the first bottled bourbon, Old Forester King Ranch. Oh, oh.
0: I. That's fantastic. Thank you, Ben. So the King Ranch, so that's brand new. This only a limited release, right? Yeah, I think it's only lim- like I think it's limited to Texas, so I would definitely go b- grab a bottle of this. Uh, let's see what the notes are online on the old King's Ranch Old Forester, one hundred and five proof. Okay, yeah, I'm still getting my oh, uh, huh, getting my old uh, taste buds back. Color maple syrup, aroma, dried cherries. We got that one. Cranberries, toasted pecans, and marshmallows. I said marshmallows with the s'mores. Um, Flavor, sweet dark chocolate, tobacco, leather spices, mingle with the toasted and caramelized oak and nut character. Finish long and warming.
2: It was only available in Texas.
0: Only available in Texas for a retail of $69.99. So cool stuff there. A big thank you and a shout out to Ben. This is a fantastic pour. Uh, old Forester, uh, very cool. So, thank you to Ben. And uh, if you guys want us to sample something, I've been listening to uh, Whitetails and whiskey. Oh uh, we
1: <laughs> is it whiskey and white tails? It certainly <laughs> is. <are> idiot.
0: <laughs> Do I have dyslexia? Uh, that was a joke on dyslexia. Uh, I may have to, have to. Or wasn't, <laughs> or was it? Um... <laughs> Why do I do that all the time? It's walk-offs and whiskey and <laughs> whiskey and whitetails. Uh, but I've been listening to them. They do this thing called Just a Sip. Just a Sip. Um, and they have some of their listeners send them a pour. Uh, i not saying that we are going to say, hey, send us your stuff. But if you want to and you want us to feature you on a pour, uh, we would love that. That's fantastic. So, again, thanks. Man. I already smashed nearly the yeah. entire two ounces. So
1: knowing what it is, Brandon, does it change your view of it at all?
0: No, I think it's an all-star.
1: You still think it's an all-star? Yeah.
0: yeah. I, that is fantastic. I really, I, I really enjoy it. I love Old that 4.
1: blind. That's, that's, I, that's what I love because I've done a blind before and trashed something that has a big name. So that was It was uh,
0: cool. mid-winters, right?
1: I wanted to the drain for it.
0: <laughs> well, again, big thank you to Ben. Thank you to Kyle for playing along and being our secret keeper here.
1: Thanks, Kyle.
2: Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Ben.
0: Yeah, big shout out to Ben. Hey,
2: gang, we wanted to take a break from the booze and ball talk to talk about some booze and ball apparel. Off and Whiskey is doing something special for you, the listeners. Head over to walkoffsandwhiskey.com and use the code B&B at checkout and you'll get 10% off your purchase. That's code B&B at checkout and you'll get 10% off your purchase.
0: Now, let's get back to the show. Well, that's the bourbon portion of the podcast. We're going to turn to baseball because uh, that still is going on, even the, the World Series. And, it, and this is the baseball portion of the podcast. There's still, there's still the Fall League. Oh, uh, the Fall League. Uh There's also – Yeah, it's overdue. Yeah, I think that just happened a couple of days ago, right? Fall League All-Stars. Was, so, no. the Fall
1: League All-Stars yeah. was Sunday.
0: Uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. He's a stud. But we're going to do trivia again. I've got two of them up my sleeve yet again. The first one I'm going to give you, and then the second one um, is probably going to be slightly easier. But uh, first one, do you know who the last rookie to win the World Series MVP was? Was it Kyle? in
2: our lifetime?
0: Uh, do, I'm not going to tell you that one. Guy, do, 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 do. you
2: want me to go first or you? I have not a clue, so you can okay. just say what you think.
1: I think it was...
0: Uh, he, he looked it up. He looked it I up. Did, I did not. I told, did not. i
1: told Kyle already what it is. I'm, I believe it is uh, Larry Wayne Jones with the Atlanta Braves.
0: It's not Larry Walker or Larry Jones, uh, but it is Larry Sherry back in 1959 with the Dodgers. I told you guys you weren't gonna know who this was. Uh, next one. You uh, could have told me it's not in my lifetime. What did Chipper do? Chipper
1: Chipper won. I, I, I don't think they won the World Series when he was a rookie and was Chipper.
0: He, oh, he could have been like the only rookie to do X in the World Series. When the Braves won the World Series, didn't one of the uh, pitchers win that? World Series MVP Braves. <sighs> uh, we're gonna have our fact checker, Kyle, the producer. Oh, uh, so
1: World Series MVP favorite Jeremy Pena is one hit shy of tying Chipper Jones for fourth most all time. Oh no. Surpassed he Jeremy Pena did surpass Chipper Jones for the third most total bases by a rookie in a single postseason.
0: Uh third most. I think a Rosa Reina is up at the top, isn't he?
1: A Rosa Reina, Yuli U- Guriel, and then Jeremy Pena and Chipper
0: Jones. Yuli a rookie when he was like thirty four. <laughs>
1: That's kind of weird part about MLB Yeah
0: Um, But that was the first trivia question Second one Do you know who the last team To clinch the World Series In their home ballpark was It happened in our lifetime Kyle (laughs) Uh, It happened in our lifetime Team in here
2: Was it the Dodgers
0: Michael 2020 doesn't count Kyle So you, you lose already
1: uh, I'm gonna say the Washington Nationals.
0: The 2020 season was not played in LA because it was played on a neutral site. So the Dodgers may have been the home team when they won, but they did not win it in their building. It was the 2013 Boston Red Sox. So it's been 10 seasons. Can you believe that? Since that sucks. <laughs> right? so that
1: means it's it's always been the non-home team favorite. Yeah.
0: So the 14 was the uh, the Giants. Fifteen was the Royals. Sixteen, the Cubs did in Game Seven on the road. Seventeen was the Red Sox again, and they did it. Or no, that was the Astros. Eighteen was the Red Sox. Nineteen was the Nationals. Twenty was the Dodgers, and then twenty-one last year with the Braves. So that's kind of crazy. That that's how many years in a row it has been since the team clinched at home. Uh, just something that I thought was cool, uh, but also different because the Astros. If you haven't heard already, you're under a rock. The Astros are your World Series champions. Game five and game six, they win to take the win in a series win of four to two. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts? We're not going to go too long on this. We all know the Astros won, uh, but uh, what were your impressions? What did you think stood out for the last two games? Michael?
1: The Astros pitching shut them down. The Phillies couldn't couldn't score. Um, They struck out. I think I saw 38 times in the last three or four games, something like that. 38 times.
0: It was ridiculous.
1: Like every postseason run, pitching wins.
2: Yeah. Justin Verlander looked better, I feel like. First career, World Series win. Yeah. He got the jitters (laughs) out or he got the pep talk that he needed or whatever. But uh, Sticky
1: stuff from Bramber.
2: Yeah. Could be. But, uh, you know, as a Reds guy, congrats to Dusty for finally getting the ring. Uh, yeah. Now yeah, let's have somebody up. win next year.
0: Yeah, somebody different. Uh, and we'll maybe we'll just do an impromptu. Who do we think is going to win 2023 uh, in a little bit? But my thoughts were that the uh, as Michael mentioned, the Phillies bats, which were there all postseason, just went to sleep. The only one that didn't was Kyle Schwarber. He was, sure the only, sure he, was, he was the only one who got the home run in Game 5 right off the bat versus Verlander as we were recording. And then uh, Game 6, he got the first run. Boy, what a bomb. He was the only one who could get on top of Framber's, uh pitches and uh, put Phillies out in front. Now, the one, I guess questionable portion of that game or the things I've seen people complain about the most. What did you think about the hit-by-pitch there in the bottom of the sixth inning to uh, Maldonado? Did, what, what were your thoughts, Mike?
1: Again, it looked like a chance where he didn't want to bat, but now you look at the news that came out after the game, and he was playing with a broken hand. That right? was Bregman.
0: Maldonado. That was Bregman, I thought.
1: No, 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 no. Bregman broke his finger in the last, in the eighth inning of game six, maldonado the catcher oh i didn't see that with a broken throwing hand so his top hand has been broken i don't know how long but at least i think through the world series so a little bit that makes sense is he couldn't hold the bat strong and that's why he was fine trying to lean into it a little bit there yeah it was not a get out of the way that was a arm. He, his body did not move.
0: It wasn't nearly as egregious as the uh, the Diaz attempt in game one. I'll say I'll give Maldonado this. And they called it on the broadcast. He changed where he was in the box, mm-hmm. um, which is what I think attributed to that. From overhead, it looks like it almost would have caught the inside it, corner.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a strike at first.
0: Um, but, hey, uh, it is what it is. That's what happened. You've still got to get out. I know Wheeler was shoving through the first five and from there he kinda unraveled. But you, you've you've got to get outs. You can't let the ninth hitter in the order get on base, and then he made a bad pitch to Altuve and then Pena and then bases were loaded. Or not bases were loaded, but he had runners at uh uh was it first and second at that point, and then Alvarez just went yard, what oh about gosh. that bomb? Yeah. Oh my god. You think that went farther than four hundred and fifty feet? It had to. There's no way it went four fifty.
1: I mean that was a that was a beautiful swing, oh.
0: Like I don't know if I agree with bringing Alvarado in at that point, but I mean I knew it the moment he came in. I was like, Jordan's gonna do his Jordan thing right here.
1: Alvarado was a lefty, right? That's the matchup to play, isn't it? Yeah, but had that curveball coming away from him. But they showed on the
0: game that Alvarez hit better. And for the same amount of power versus lefties this year than he did against righties. And I thought Wheeler dealt with him in the first portion of the game pretty well. I know it's the third time in the lineup and Wheeler was having runners on base for the first time, really. But still, I mean, Alvarado, I think, was one of the arms who had a rough time in game five. I know he's one of your studs, him and Sir Anthony. uh, Yep, Sir. (laughs) Sir Anthony, but, yeah. Well, for those of you who... Didn't know. Jordan Alvarez hit a mammoth home run that I, I didn't think a ball could be hit up there. The batter's eye? The top of the batter's eye? Did you see the guy who caught the home run? What he said?
1: No, I didn't see that.
0: He said I got these tickets and I was like, oh, everything's perfect except there's never going to be a home run hit up here because it's too far away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did see he immediately had security guards standing with him.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I'm i not surprised. Uh, but a big hat tip to the Astros. That's the hat I'm wearing. A big congratulations to all those Astros fans. We've got several Astros fans listeners. We've got books and uh, books and bourbon underscore NP, uh, who is a huge Astros fans. Uh, Walk offs and whiskey. I got it right. I got it right, guys. Um, he's a big Astros fan. He just had a big sale. And if you haven't heard. You can get a discount through us, as Kyle said earlier on in the show. So Jeremy Pena wins MVP. What would you guys think? Deserved? Would you have given it to somebody else? Is there another player of the week or weekend that you would give that to, or is it Jeremy Pena, Michael?
1: No, I, I thought I think I mentioned in the last broad uh, in the last pod uh, Jeremy was right there, but I gave it to Bregman. Uh, but Jeremy played solid defense, even though Altuve on one play froze up. His um, controller came unplugged for the moment, and when he tried flipping it to Altuve, yeah, he, um, he, he hit he hit clutch home runs. Uh, pain, for a rookie, I mean, outstanding.
2: Kyle, uh, the only other person that I think, like, obviously, he deserved what he got. The Player of the Week, I would give to Kyle Schwarber. He's the only one
0: other person that I feel is much deserving of that. Uh, I've got one other. Uh, I do think that if the Phillies would have won, it probably would have been Kyle Schwarber who may have won the MVP. Um, just an absolute stud. And he continues to hit at every level uh, of the playoffs. But I'm going to give it to Framber Valdez. Dude, in two games in the World Series, he went 2-0. He had a one four six ERA in 12 innings. He struck out 18 He only gave up six hits. He did have five of those walks in the one home run to Schwarber, but, I mean, you can't ask for much. He got you 50% of the wins in the World Series. Yeah, he may have had some sticky stuff on game two. (laughs) I can
2: do that with silly putty on my hands, too. uh,
0: Game six, I was watching him like a hawk, and he did the same thing in game six as he did in game two. So, uh, until you're proven guilty, you're innocent, right? So I'm gonna give it to Framber Valdez, and that's the guy I go with. So now that the playoffs are over, we've got to revisit this old thing called the barrels and barrels, bourbon and bracket challenge. You guys remember that? Do we have to. Do, we ha- do you remember that whole thing? Do we have to. <laughs> yes, we have to. We the promised. We said the Braves were gonna win the World Series. Yeah. So to recap. At the beginning of this, in episode three, we made our predictions who was going to win what series, who was going to win each round, and we made a bracket. The winner of the bracket would win a bottle of Weller Special Reserve, and this is for our listeners, not anybody associated with the podcast. Um, But we had nine, ten entries, and we had a lot of people get close to winning. Uh, We had... One, two, three, three within a point of each other uh, at the end of the entire series. But the Astros winning does cap it off. To recap our portion of the bracket, uh, finishing in third, Michael Burns. Can we get a. Yep. With three points. With three points. <laughs> <laughs> you got your three points in the first two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get a single point since.
1: Uh I thought we were predicting
0: who would lose each round. Ah, yes. Yes. That's why you have otherwise Blue- I would win. It's why the Blue Jays in the World Series, I guess. Uh so Michael finishing with three points. Kyle finishing in second with five. And Brandon picking the World Series winner with 15 points and the Astros. So let's turn to the more important portion of this. Who won? the viewers or the listeners part of this who won the bourbon who won the bourbon so you're going to win a uh, a bourbon um, of weller special reserve we've got a whiskey and walk-offs mouse pad which i tell you has come in clutch i've got one of them as well so uh, i think you're going to really like those and then you may get uh, a couple other cool little things maybe some samples or uh, some other trinkets sent to you so, the big winner, it came down to either Jake Plassmeyer. And if you listened to the last episode, you heard me singing uh, Old MacDonald Had a Farm. Uh, trying to. <laughs> attempting. Jake Plassmeyer or Joseph Campbell. And can we get a drum roll? <laughs> <laughs> jake plasmeyer with 15 points comes in with the victory because he is the only other person who had the houston astros winning the world series and it took the astros winning the world series for him uh, to actually win the bottle so jake congratulations to you reach out to us whatever it is i think you sent your bracket in via email so again email us that is barrels and barrels at gmail.com and we'll get your information get that bottle shipped out just so everybody knows I won the bracket challenge overall. I'm going to say it louder for the kids in the back because Michael just muted his mic. Because I had 15 points and Jake had 15 points, it came down to the tiebreaker. I had 31 total runs in the World Series, Jake had 26, and there were 40 runs scored in the World Series. Not trying to scratch my own back, but I'm just saying. I said this at the beginning that we were paying for Brandon to keep his own bourbon. I don't win the bottle. (laughs) I don't win the bottle. We're sending it to Jake. So, Jake, congratulations to you. So now, all sights are set on 2023, right? We already turn the page to next season. Congrats to the Astros, but now we look ahead to who's gonna win the 2023 World Series. Michael, quick impromptu oh, top of your head, who do you think we're gonna just? We're not gonna hold the receipts on this. who who are you, who are you gonna pick?
1: What do you think? So, this is going to be the same 2014 to 2015 situation. The Phillies made it to the World Series and lost, or the Royals made it to the World Series and lost in 14, right? Mm-hmm. And came back and won it in 15. Yep. I think the Phillies can add on to what they have. They have most of their bats not coming back, but then maturing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Bryson stopped maturing at, at shortstop. And they now gold. have been there.
0: None of them have made the playoffs, right? Like, look at the pitching staff. None of them had pitched in the World Series or in the playoffs before. So
1: Right. Alec Bohm. You know, he was a top five, top ten draft pick. Uh, he's going to mature. He's going to love this place some more. I think the Phillies <laughs> could come back next year, add a few pieces <laughs> that they need, and uh, they could win it. I think they they showed what they have.
0: Kyle? Just a quick off-the-cuff, who you got a team that you may think may make that next step this year? Uh, I really liked, I forget who tweeted it,
2: but you always hear, that these teams are so discouraged They're packing up their bags They just want to get on the bus and go And the Phillies sat in their Locker room drinking beers and talking About the season mm-hmm. I don't think they're done nope. I think they could come back and win the World Series But the only other team that I could think Might be <laughs> it, uh, Are the Braves For all the players that they uh, Extended or put contracts on For like the next 10 years or something We talked about that in previous episodes I think they also have clutch players that could uh, get them to the World Series again.
0: Uh, So you both picked the Phillies. This kind of reminisces back to episode three. Look, don't listen (laughs) to us
2: because we can't pick No,
1: Apparently apparently you got to listen to Brandon. He's about to toot his own horn here
0: again. No, No, so what I was going to say is we all had the Braves in the World Series. I was the only one who had the Astros. But I agree with what you guys said. I really like that Phillies team. But that division, man, it's probably the toughest division in baseball outside of the AL East. Both the East divisions are insane. The AL East, you had four teams vying for the playoffs this year. This year, the Phillies snuck in as that six-seed wild card team. I'm going to go into the American League, um, and I think this is a team that may surprise you guys. It was the youngest team in baseball this year. Uh, they're going on the longest World Series drop currently. The Cleveland Guardians... They had the youngest team. They showed fight. Michael's like, "Uh, uh, uh." I didn't. This is an early guess. They've got one of the most underrated stars in the game in Jose Ramirez and probably one of the best starting pitching staffs returning uh, unless Bieber gets traded. You've got McKenzie. You've got Bieber. If you've got Savali back on uh, mark, and then you've got Plezak, which are four pretty good arms to go. And
1: Cal, Cal Quantrill.
0: Yeah, and Cal Quantro probably slides down to the fifth, in my mind, mm-hmm. if Plesak is healthy and pitching the way he so, should.
1: So could they afford to trade Bieber for they, a,
0: a bat? Right, maybe? So, and that's for what I'm pitching? saying. They're, they're the youngest team in baseball coming into this year. They showed that fight. They made it to the next round in the playoffs, and they fought the Yankees to a game five. Just think of that, especially with Terry Francona. I, The Guardians are maybe a team to just watch next year. I'm going to put it down Guardians here on – November the seventh. That's who I'm going with for next year, and that takes me right into the next year's odds. FanDuel Sportsbook showing the uh, the Atlanta Braves at eight to one, the Astros at six to one, and the Dodgers at five to one. Those are your three front runners. Uh, So Dodgers, Astros, and Braves are your top three. The Yankees and the Mets round out the top five, and then the Blue Jays at plus twelve hundred, the Padres, the Phillies, the Mariners. The Cardinals, the Rays, and then the White Sox. The White Sox would be a sneaky team. They were a big tick, a big pick to uh, win the World Series this past year, but they kind of brought that. Probably the biggest
1: fallout, too. Yeah, uh,
0: and they've got the newest manager uh, of that top, s- top 12. Guardians come in at plus 40 to 1, or so plus 4,000. That's 40 to 1 odds. I would say if you're a gambler and you maybe want to make some money, but uh put a couple bucks on the Glert Guardians right now at forty to one to win the World Series. That's just a thought. The so Dodgers
1: are the so the Dodgers are the favorite?
0: Dodgers are the favorite and they are currently five to one. So you win five dollars for every dollar you bet. So that's so a hundred.
1: Is, is Kershaw a free agent too?
0: Kershaw yes. is a free agent. Uh okay. they've got a lot of free agents. I think yeah. three fifths of their rotation. Well, Haney wasn't technically uh Huge part of the rotation, but he was part of the they, rotation.
1: They've got Bueller and May and Urias coming mm, back. But so Bueller's that's that's gonna be three
0: studs. But Bueller's gonna be coming off the D L and I don't think he'll be coming until halfway through the season. In that was it Tommy John? I think it was Tommy John. He missed the I don't whole year was, one. Was it not? I believe it was Tommy no. John. Thought it was Tommy John. But so Bueller will be back. But those are your uh, Tommy John. it was Tommy John. <laughs> <laughs> so again the that's Dodgers – that's the yeah. second, yeah, second time, time at yeah. He had it in like a, wasn't he drafted with it or drafted knowing that he had to have it?
1: Right, out of Vanderbilt and yeah. the dot, That's the reason he slipped to the twenties mm-hmm. in the draft. It's because they the knew he was down.
0: hurt and he needed it. Uh, another sneaky team, I think, might be the San Francisco Giants. They're forty to one. Again, I don't know if they're necessarily going to win the World Series, but there's some value there. That's what I when it comes to gambling, I look at the value. That's why I put money on the Phillies at thirty to one at the beginning of the season. Because if you get to this point, you can start to hedge your bets, and that's when you start to make potential money. And with gambling coming to Ohio, Kyle, that might be something you might want to think of come the first of the year. So moving on as we look at that. Free agency is what's really going to spur a lot of the movement here in the offseason, Free agency technically began two days ago uh, where players can elect free agency. Players won't be eligible to sign until five days after the World Series ends, which will be this Thursday. Uh, and there are a couple important dates as we look ahead to next week as well. Uh, we've got the non-tender deadline. We've got the um, f- Rule 5 deadline as well as the qualifying or- or- <inaudible> the qualifying offer deadline. So a lot coming up free agency-wise. We've had a lot of people already opt out of contracts. What's the biggest name that you're watching outside of Aaron Judge, Michael?
1: DeGrom is, is going to be a fun one. We either, who's going to spend the big bucks on a risk-reward? You're either going to get your stud DeGrom or you're going to get him for 10 starts. Mm-hmm. Um, but even down the stretch, when he came back, he did not look like his typical self. No, he gave up a lot of
0: runs. Mm-hmm. Part of that is wondering how much rust was there, uh, but also he's getting older, right? It's his right. first year free agency. Like I think it's the first time he's ever going to reach the free agency mark, and that's why he right. opted out. Um, do you have so, so pitcher, pets, pitcher, uh, hitter? I'm
1: interested to see where Correa ends up a little bit, since he signed one year with the Twins and then's coming mm-hmm. back and uh, that's ray a, turner could be another one mm-hmm. it could be fun i think he's the guy to get
0: and i believe correa is the only shortstop who will not be receiving the qualifying offer correct me if i'm wrong but i think he received it last year from the astros and then he signed that one year deal with the twins and the qualifying offer kind of restricts the players from making as much money as they can because the team that signs them has to give up a subsequent pick in the following draft. Uh, depending on where they finished and all of that. So it's kind of a penalty to the team who signs them. Correa, you can only receive the qualifying offer once in your career. And being that Correa has received that, he's most likely to get the biggest and probably the best deal of the shortstops on the market. And we've got four of them. Kyle, is there uh, one of the four that stands out the most to you? Or is there a a free agent outside of Judge that stands out that you're most interested to see where he goes?
2: Uh, Out of all the ones that you said, I'm intrigued to see where Carlos goes, Correa. Um, The only other ones that I had, I'm curious to see if Verlander stays in Houston and uh, what happens to Dan B. Swanson. Dan's B. Swanson.
0: Yeah. um, My thoughts. Verlander probably stays. Just my thought he's won two with the Astros. He's probably content just staying there. They've got a young core still that are very young. Um, I just said that. Uh, They've got a very young core. They've got a winning culture, and it's hard to leave that. He wanted to leave the Tigers because at the point where they were at, he knew they were on the downfall. Uh, I don't see him leaving. He's made a lot of money in his career. I think right now it's just trying to rack up rings. That would be my guess. What what do you think, Mikey?
1: With who? you Verlander. Verlander? I would love for him to go somewhere else, just put a different uni on. Mm-hmm. Um, He'll be forty. The Astros, the Astros gambled when he had that one down year with Detroit, and won that gamble. Um, oh, he, just you, go, just go pitch somewhere else. Do
0: you know please? where he wanted to go? Do you have you heard this? He told say, the Tigers, he told the Tigers, I want to be on the Cubs, and the Cubs chose uh, Jose Quintana instead. So that worked out very well. Thanks, uh, thanks Theo. But Theo did get us a ring, so I can't really, uh, um, can't
1: well, really lost, fault him. We lost our Eloy and Cease, two yeah.
0: studs. Yeah.
1: I would have been okay if we would have got Berlin and had that. But, I mean, Quintana was the dark horse at that point, MVP. Everybody said in right. 2017 2000, or eighteen? he was the dark horse Cy Young winner.
0: Looking at the top 20 in my mind, I think probably Trey Turner is the one I'm most interested in. I think he is the one who brings balance to the top of the lineup. Um, he's a great fielder, even though it didn't show in the playoffs when they played versus the Padres. But he uh, he brings speed to the lineup. He can bring power. He, and he can play multiple positions if need be. He's a primary shortstop, but he's played in the outfield uh, for a couple of teams, When he I first believe. came up, he was played, center field. Yeah, okay. he was center field with the Nationals, wasn't he? And I think he can play the corner spots if need be. And, of course, if you're playing shortstop, you should be able to move to third and second base. I think with the bigger bases coming into play next year, because that's a new rule that's coming Schwarber's in. Schwarber's
1: going to lead the league in stolen bases?
0: <laughs> yes, Kyle Schwarber will lead the league in stolen bases. <laughs> I think there is a good chance that Trey Turner could get to 60 stolen bases with the shorter um, distance How between bases. How much
1: value does he, is, is in his speed? If he lost a tick... Is he still valuable like that?
0: I think so just because he's right now a five-tool player and he goes down to a four-tool player as he loses his speed. But in his career, he has 124 home runs. Um, He's got a batting average of 302. How much of that is speed-aided just by those ground balls that he beats out? I don't know, but he drove in 100 runs this year. So it's he not... Is,
1: like, he, yeah, like you said, he's that 4 tool player. He hits for average and with power as well. I mean, he's not mm-hmm. freaking Kyle Schwarber hitting 450 feet for 46 home runs in a year.
0: So, But go, he
1: hit, what, 20-something home runs?
0: So going back to 2018, he's got 19-19. 12 is the low mark in 2020. But remember, they only played 60 games in 2020. So 12 home runs in 60 games.
1: That was a lot. It's a that lot. out
0: too. Yeah, and then he had 28 last year between the uh the Dodgers and the Nationals and then 21 uh, in 2022. So, he's going to hit 20 plus home runs. He's going to steal uh he had 27 stolen bases this year, he had 32. So, maybe 60 is a little bit out there. But it's easy to think with the shorter bases and the new rules regarding the amount of pickoffs pitchers are going to be allowed. That stolen bases are going to go up, and I think that that's probably going to lead to maybe forty stolen bases, if not more. So I think T- Turner is the one guy who comes to your team who maybe fills multiple holes, like a leadoff hitter or a second hitter in the lineup. That's the one I'm most uh, intrigued about. Uh, me is that
1: is that intrigued for a little of uh, selfish reasons?
0: Brandon? I a little bit, but I, I still think whatever team he goes to, whether it's the Cardinals who have been oh, no pretend- Brandon, God, yeah. Brandon. Uh, the the Phillies, the Cardinals, the Dodgers may grab them, but think of all the other teams who have shortstops on the market. Between the Braves, the Braves could try to go after him if they don't get Dansby. Uh, the Red Sox maybe try. There's a lot that can happen just from him signing or even Correa signing. So I I'm out of the bunch. I'm going with Trey Turner's the guy I'm going to watch the most. I will
1: throw up if the Cardinals sign Trey Turner and Wilson Contreras. I will throw
0: up. And unfortunately, that's where I think. Wilson and uh, Wilson's going to end up. So we already broke down a couple of those free agents. My thoughts, real off the bat. Uh, do you? What do you? What do you think about Xander Bogarts? You like him? Don't like him? What do you think? He I, goes? I, I
1: like him. I think he had the of those of the four shortstops: Correa, Swanson, Turner, and Bogarts. Uh, I think he had the highest OPS this last year. Um, he's consistently a 300 hitter. Um, he's he's up there. He's always a consistent guy. You know what you're gonna get out of Bogarts every year. I think he could easily be of. Uh, I could argue that with Correa too. Slide over to third base uh-huh. real easily, and and do well. So I think like in a in a situation where you have a good defensive shortstop, Bogarts would sign and slide over to third base. Um, He's young, too. He's not too old.
0: He's 30. So is uh, Trey Turner. is 28. And uh, Dansby's 29. So they're all within two two years of, uh, two years of each other. I, I think whatever shortstop you sign, you're probably getting a good shortstop. They're all going to hit for power. They're all going to field pretty well. Very strong shortstop market. And I think that's really going to be the the hiccup in the in the offseason. Is you're waiting for which one going to drop first? And then you're going to see a lot more movement.
1: What do you think one through four? What's your one through four there? Those shortstops, Swanson, include.
0: Uh, I'm gonna say Turner, Bogarts, Correa, Dansby. That's my order.
1: I, I agree with that. Uh, just because I Correa t- hits max 280, kind of yeah. guy. The
0: the down year for Correa this year was what kind of concerns me. Um, and before we get too stat <laughs> driven and <laughs> bore the uh, the rest of the listeners. Um, is there a pitcher outside of Degrom that like makes you wonder? Is there a pitcher outside of Degrom that you think really moves the market this offseason? I,
1: it's. I had a pitcher in mind. It's it's Carlos Rodon pops in my head right away, but I mm-hmm. don't think it's him. Um, go go to Kyle, and I'll have my answer in a second.
2: <laughs> Kyle, I'm I'm curious to see if Kershaw stays at stays in LA because wasn't he talking like maybe Rangers or something?
0: He's from Dallas. He's from Dallas. So I think he would, if he were to leave the Dodgers, it would be to go to the Rangers. He would probably want to play for Bruce Bochy, who's the new Rangers head coach. Um, I could see that. It's just at this point in your career, do you want to uproot every part of your life after staying in your what? 35, right? Uh, So 15 seasons or whatever. He's been with the Dodgers part of me says yes i didn't think john lester was ever going to leave until he got traded um so i don't know i I think that's a very intriguing one but at 35 does he have as much upside as say as michael mentioned carlos rodan i think carlos rodan is probably your best power pitcher outside of de in this entire free agency market that is going to have years worth of um impact Uh, verlander he's 40 so how many more years is he going to be able to continue to Put this up. I think Rodon is the one uh, power pitcher that you look at, Mikey.
1: Of the top ten free agent pitchers, Rodon and Syndergaard are the same age at thirty. Uh, Severino doesn't count anymore at twenty-nine. So I guess Rodon and Syndergaard are the youngest to- of the top ten pitchers. Yeah. At thirty years old, the guy who I was thinking of is Chris Bassett. He is thirty-four. The- I think he's thirty-four, coming off the Mets. Um, I don't think he has a lot of a lot on his arm, and he—I mean, he was a stud in Oakland. Um, was I, I? Don't think he quite had it with New York as much.
0: He had a career high one hundred and eighty-two one and two-thirds innings this year. So, but
1: I, I'm—he's I, one I think that could be a a sneaky pick, a sneaky sign that mm-hmm. will cost that won't break the bank and
0: will give mm-hmm. you a a solid a number
1: two. two, number yeah. three, yeah, number two, three
0: pitcher. So, those are some names here, folks, over the next couple of weeks. Keep an eye out on our Instagram page. We're going to try to get those news breakers out as quick as possible. Um, But also, we'll have a couple of podcasts here breaking down maybe this guy went to this guy or this team signed this team uh, or traded with this team. So,. Something to watch for the next couple of weeks. The GM meetings are currently underway. So some of the groundwork is being laid as we speak. As we go towards the uh, the end of this, we've had a couple of those players uh, opt out. We had a couple of those awards, or at least all the awards the uh, the finalists announced. Real quick, AL MVP. I think we can all agree. Who do you think it's going to be?
1: Show-hay- Aaron Judge.
0: Aaron Judge. Kyle. Yeah. Uh, NL MVP is between Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, and Manny Machado. Do we have a favorite there?
1: None of the above.
0: I think Goldschmidt is a lock. Kyle?
2: Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Dynamite a Dynamite! drop-in money. Uh, Dylan Seath. Dylan Cease, Alec Manoa, and Justin Verlander are the finalists for the AL Cy Young. I think we're all going on the Verlander side of things there. The NL Cy Young is going to be an interesting one. You've got Sandy Alcantara, Max Freed, and Julio Urias. Um, leaning anyway on that one. I heard Urias.
1: I'm sorry, Urias and Freed
0: and Alcantara.
1: Alcantara. Yeah, he was. I mean, that dude threw how many complete <laughs> games this year? You knew what you were getting out of that guy. That dude was a stud this year. I think he so was the only I'm one. Strongly,
0: only NL pitcher, I believe. You'll have to fact check me on this one, Kyle. But I think he's the only NL pitcher to throw more than 200 innings this year. Rookie oh. of the year over in the AL, Stephen Kwan with the Guardians, Julio Rodriguez with the Mariners, and Adley Rushman with the Orioles. I think we're all in agreement that Julio is probably going to win that one. The NL. Where's
1: Jeremy Pena? Why isn't he top three?
0: Yeah. Uh, he,
1: he started real strong at the beginning of the year and yeah. then kind of.
0: It's more of a second-half award in my mind. Look at what he, Jonathan India did. He
2: threw did. 200
0: for two years in a row. Yeah, and he's one of the only pitchers who's done that, I think. Verlander did it this year, too, I think. I think he was right at 200 brendan donovan with the cardinals michael harris the second with the braves and spencer strider with the braves two braves players uh i'm probably leaning spencer on this one michael
1: yeah spencer strider looked like an ace out there this year
2: kyle agreed bra-
1: breaking yeah. the the Braves rookie single season or not single but the single game strikeout record mm-hmm. is that a rookie record or just a braves record uh
0: i don't what know what was the question
1: he struck out 16 batters in a game. Was that a Braves rookie record? Or strikeout record?
0: I thought it was a Braves entire team record. Like the most ever by no it.
1: pitcher, No pitcher, rookie or not. Had ever right. Been.
0: I, th- yeah, I thought I that so. was the statistic. In the NL manager of the year, goes to Dave Roberts, Buck Showalter, or Brian Snicker. Who would you give it to? I'm going Mets
1: snicker i don't think i th- i almost would say snicker kind of disappointed a little bit
0: a little bit but and roberts your team your team was built to be the best i mean that's awesome that you made them the best but buck Schult, walter came in and took the mets to almost winning the division winning 100 plus games that's who i'm going with
1: yeah Show Walter. I mean, he was it was his first year with the Mets. Mm-hmm. He just yeah. signed,
0: yeah, this uh, in the offseason. He, he
1: took the Mets to not met. I mean, they did still yeah. kind of met, but all year they were first place, all yep.
0: year until the end. Yeah, and the AL manager of the year is going to be an incredibly difficult one in my mind. I could see it going to any one of these three uh, Terry Francona, Scott, Scott Service with Mariners, or Brandon Hyde with the Orioles. I lean service just because they made the playoffs and the Orioles didn't, but nobody expected the Orioles to be there. So I would give it to Hyde as well. So I don't think you can lose giving it to any one of those three.
1: Who did the Orioles sign? And at the beginning they, of the year, they traded away
0: them. their best player, theoretically, outside of Rushman with Mancini. Also, hats off, Trey Mancini. Congratulations on the World Series beating cancer a couple years ago and now being a world champion after never playing in the playoffs and getting your first career playoff hit in Game 6. That's got to be frigging sweet. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think you can go wrong giving it to anybody of, of those. Did, uh, they, did
1: they trade Cedric Mullins at the deadline?
0: No, I think he's still on the team.
1: They, they stayed? Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, they... They didn't sign. They didn't. They didn't try this year, and no. and but they had a lot of kids on the team. Adley mm-hmm. came up. Uh, what's what's the shortstop's name?
2: Shortstop. Orioles shortstop.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, long mm-hmm. hair, lo- kid. Crap. Gunner. Sp-
2: Gunner Mateo. No, no,
1: Gunner yeah. Henderson. <clears throat> that, dude, that dude came up and performed like a like top. a top pick. Mm-hmm. Well, Brandon Hyde.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Brandon Hybert or Scott Service. Scott Service did break the longest playoff drought in baseball at the time, which was 21 years for the Mariners. So that's where I lean just because you made the playoffs. But I don't think it can go wrong either way. So a lot going on here it over was the next such a
1: hard weeks. division.
0: <laughs> what, the NL West or the AOS? AOS, West I mean, was
1: such a hard division.
0: You did have the World Series champions who – Kind of buzzed through everybody, but... Yeah, but the A's and the
1: Angels, they had to face a lot.
0: And the Rangers, who were...
1: But
0: but still, I'm going to give it to the Mariners. Uh, Or Scott Service. So next week, over the next week, you can expect a couple more episodes to drop if you've made it this far. Here's what you can get excited about. We've got a couple bourbon reviews, just straight bourbon reviews coming through. Not straight bourbon, but... Just bourbon or whiskey reviews. Um, No baseball talk with that. And then uh, more of some free agency news. Going to be dropping down the pipeline over the next couple of weeks just because of the nature of the game and where we're at in the offseason. So look out for that. You can always find us on Instagram, Barrels and Barrels Pod, Facebook, Barrels and Barrels Pod, and Twitter, Barrels and Barrels. We're on YouTube, Barrels and Barrels. Check us out there if you want more videos or if you just want to see our bright, shiny faces. When we're podcasting. As far as email, if you want to reach out, send us an email. If you've made it this far, I'm going to ask you to please send us an email. We would love it to let, just so we know that people have made it this far and make us feel better about ourselves. Uh, but you can email us, barrelsandbarrels at gmail.com. Michael, you're on Instagram. Where can we find you?
1: BNB underscore
0: Burns. And Kyle? BNB underscore roads and i am at whiskey underscore weather we are on spotify apple Podcasts, as well as google pods and iheart radio podcasts as we said earlier in the podcast please rate us review us five stars five stars subscribe 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 whether that's on youtube whether that's on podcasts we would love your subscription please reach out let us know and let us know how we're doing michael kyle any last words
1: Don't drink bourbon out of a paper cup.
0: (laughs) I would highly recommend that. Yes. (laughs) Kyle?
2: Take us away, Mikey. Let's
0: go. That is it for episode eight of the Barrels and Barrels Bourbon and Baseball podcast.
1: Let's go.